This episode of Grade 43 is brought to you by On Trajectory. See where your money is taking you at ontrajectory.com. Somewhere out there is a class that has no teacher, a grade that leads to no degree. Recess is all but a memory. The children call the shots and the pets are merciless. There are no meetings, but there are still conference calls and always homework. Two middle-aged men with a guitar problem in the form of a podcast. Welcome to Grade 43. Get off my lawn. Yep, caught it just in time. I was like, oh, I got to hit play first. Or I got to hit record first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good cold open. I got to hit record. I caught it. Oh, my it. God, right. Just in Shit. time. I thought this was just dress for, hang on, wait a minute. I got I to gotta hit something here, too. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, a nice room temperature uh, grapefruit soda. It's funny. I see you open that, and immediately I go to like thinking about counting calories because that's what Gretchen and I are doing right now. Oh yeah. And dude, that really is the key. I mean, what the 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 app we're using? I'm not going to name it because I don't feel like doing free advertisement, but. It's got the calorie counting, but then it's got psychology. And I think that's sort of like the good combo that you need. It's like, here's how you stay mm-hmm. on track yeah. with your thing, you know? Yeah. Trick, trick yourself into sticking with it. Right. Like, don't get down on yourself and stuff like that, too, and some yeah. ideas. But anyway, it definitely works because then you're like, all right, I'm going to just, I want to eat that ramen today. So I'm just going to take it easy at dinner, you know? Like, you just <laughs> kind of map out your day and it kind of works. So it's working. Yeah, and uh, there's some sort of science which says every single diet, whether it's like, yes, you should only eat the lion's liver or you should eat nothing but legumes, they're all around calorie restriction, right? right? And it's about putting everything into that context where you're not going, oh, I'll have a steak and a Twinkie and some asparagus. Right. And and you're not just like exploding with that. And this thing also is pretty good about like, you should eat this much of like the very nutritional things that probably you don't like to eat a lot. Oh, right. And then this much of of like the rest and then just a little bit of this other stuff that some of it might even be good for you, like nuts. But if you eat two handfuls of nuts, that's like 400 calories. So maybe not that if you're trying to lose weight, you know. (laughs) So anyway, enough about dieting. That's adulting. I guess that's our adulting segment of the show. I have to diet nowadays. got a lot yeah. to talk about today got, oh got. my god we are we're, we're we're in for it let's get into it because yeah man, what is this episode 13 13 lucky number 13 lucky oh 13. man we, now we we've been it. we've been like alternating interview and then just the two of us interview just the two of us but you know it's summer and whatever that's not going to be a hard fast rule for everybody so like we might do two interviews in a row and we might do an interview and then not an interview but oh yeah so. who knows yeah, today is exactly. We, we might um, when you go on vacation, I might get Jay Leno to come in and fill in. I, for you. I heard we, we never I, know. I, what's you gonna never happen. know. I mean, he might yeah. he might do OK, but um, yeah, I think he knows more uh, about cars. Yeah, that's right. He knows, <laughs> he knows about different uh, different gear, different gear, different kind different of, kind of gear. Head. Different gear. Yeah. I like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so follow up, follow up, follow up. Uh, strings? I don't think I have anything on strings. Unbelievable. It's, Unbelievable. It's I got weird. nothing weird. on strings. The well is dry. Yeah, well the well is, is dry, dry there for now. Uh, but I yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard anything from the Dario. So 
I guess I'm just going to buy. You haven't gotten your coded string. No, I got no mention of anything. I I think that was a black hole or a catfish or a ploy or some other nonsense. Someone has my email address. We'll put a countdown on the internet. It's probably why I'm getting more more text messages now about things that are the size of my thing or whatever, you know. (laughs) I like the ones. I get a lot of the ones now are, hey, how are you doing? Oh. And it's like, and I'm sitting there and I look at that and I go, yeah, no, whatever. No, you know the worst one? That's not the way anyone I know would communicate. Yeah, there's a very clever one, though, that is like an accidental text. Have you gotten that one? Oh, hey, Tom, Mm. I'm going to send you the reports tomorrow, okay? So just let me know. (laughs) And then you reply, and you're like, "Hey, sorry, I'm not Tom." This this isn't Tom. And they're this like, is "Oh, that's and okay." My social and what's security your name? Number is... Oh, you know, I'm new in town, and blah blah blah. This has happened to me three times already. So at first, I thought it was just I'm going to be a good Samaritan, whatever. But then, <laughs> turns out it's not. Even that's a scam. It's like f you, like. But then the fourth time that they hacked your bank account, you were like, "No more. I'm <laughs> exactly. not correcting anyone." No, but even. Any of the times, as soon as they asked me who I was, I, I blocked, right? So I wasn't, nice. like, engaging, but, like, they send two or three texts to buy your trust about the reports that you need to send. And, oh, I'm so sorry right. or whatever. And then, yeah, you know, work is tricky. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, you're such a nice guy. Oh, what's your name? Uh, uh, oh, nope. As soon as you're asking, like, third <laughs> text from you? No, you're, yeah. you're not a good person. Yeah, so let's see. So no string follow up there. You're getting strung along, so to speak. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. That's. Um, let's see. Oh, the the one thing I wanted to share about um, uh, the know your gear thing, and I, I don't know if he only did this for the patrons or not, but uh, good call back to his thing about like he's not going to do anything, and nor should one do anything that one wouldn't already do. Mm-hmm. And he was going to review a piece of gear. I'll leave them out of it because I don't really care. I don't not. Uh, you know, whatever. Right. And they sent him a list They're like, here, here's how we want you to do your review or your informational piece. And no he's kidding. like, that's not how I work. So sorry. Uh, you know what? I would have said half of these things or more anyway. So bye. Sorry. You're not helping yourself. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. They don't know who he is by now. Like do th- you would think, right? Do they not do yeah. their research on this stuff? So you recently bought, this is a little bit of follow up because we mentioned it on mm. that. You bought the spark mini. So yeah, now I've had some some uh, time with it, right? Yeah. You know, I, it was totally a, a irrational gear decision because I don't have any shortage of ways to listen to myself play guitar. And I thought, oh, this will solve the I want to sit on the porch and play guitar or I want to go sit in bed or I want to just be, you know, somewhere other than plugged in in the studio and whatever. And plus it was just, you know, it was just, I, w- I wanted this new thing, right? So I got the, got the mini, I got to say, it does actually fill that niche pretty well, right? Yeah. So uh, more intro follow-up. This is all the more reason why we have the intro we have now. We added another dog. So um, a couple times while the dog is just sitting there napping and I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and watch TV or look at my phone. I go grab the spark, I, the little mid, the mini and come down. It's cordless other than the instrument cable and turn it on and I'm good. And I can do all the things I can do with a regular spark. I can play along with music. It's a little bit hard to manage the tones between your like big spark or your positive grid experience and the mini because it's yet another fork of their product line. Oh, no way. Um, yeah, it's really annoying. I'm like, oh, I want to take my favorite tone from the big spark and put it on the little one. Oh, my God. I had to share it to the whole world, tag it so that I could find it, and then re-download it on the other amp. There's Come just on, no Positive sinking. Grid. Yeah, so listeners, if I'm doing this wrong and I've exhausted the internet um, as much as I'm willing to anyway, uh, someone let me know. Oh, or my Tweet goodness. us or at me or and, whatever. And just let me back up on this because I, 
we kind of went fast at the beginning. This is follow-up on a new uh, little amp combo you bought. This is by Positive Grid. They make something yep. that's gotten pretty popular. It's a practice amp called the Spark. And yep. just recently, you pre-ordered it. I think you got it in in the first batch mm -hmm. or whatever. The Spark Mini, which is an even smaller version of the Spark. It's battery-operated. So this, that's kind of unusual yeah. for an amp. It's battery-operated. Right. It's a rechargeable battery, I think. So you plug it in, charge it up, mm -hmm. and then you can Correct. take it anywhere. And it does a lot of the things that the Spark does, like the Bluetooth and all that. Yep, and does the Bluetooth. You can sync the music into it. You can yep. make all the tones in the world. It's about the size of a family-size box of Pop-Tarts. Wow. Um, <laughs> but it, what's interesting, they bill it. You know, The Spark is a pretty loud little Pratt. The Spark 40, I think, is what it's yeah. called because it's 40 watts. Right? Is a really loud amplifier. You probably couldn't gig with it without a PA's help, but like you can fill a room with sound with it. This thing, it does get loud, but it is billed as a Bluetooth speaker, not an amp, because it's got, you know, some tiny little um, yeah. thing in there. And I think that's true, but I got to say, overall, yep, it's good. It's nice to be able to grab it, uh, just take it, set up anywhere. I'm on my first charge. I have not recharged at all. That's amazing. Um, so that's that's been kind of nice, one less thing to worry about. And, you know, it's kind of as expected. Yeah, it fits that niche. It's the, oh, we're going to go to the beach, and yeah. I still want to play electric guitar. Let me throw this in the trunk, yeah. and I'll take it. Could you or, use it as a Bluetooth speaker? speaker is it like yes like you could just play yep. music and it sounds pretty good as a as a music player yeah yeah it's not bad and you have separate controls for your amp volume and your music volume so that's cool i mean it's an expensive bluetooth speaker but it is an expense yeah that's the thing it's like it's you know for 20 dollars more you get an actual full-blown spark i right. think but you know you're paying for the miniaturization oh, yeah and totally battery and operated like that, i think so. like if you were a music student in a college and you wanted to have a little practice amp that's like mm -hmm. money 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 it's great yeah now i will say a couple of things that um uh aren't exactly as advertised they're like you can use it as an interface i'm like great just what i need another interface <laughs> right. uh it's got a line out well it does have a line out but it's still like um the small like the small jack i oh. can't think of the dimensions in my head because yeah. i've been thinking of 132 or 30 seconds yeah but yeah it's got that tiny thing i'm like what what line out yeah. like looks like that not that it wouldn't work that way yeah. but yeah the big spark does not have a line out this one doesn't have what would appear to be a normal line out either yeah um and i just haven't uh, usb'd it to try to use it as an audio interface cuz that's not why i got it so <laughs> right everything's an audio interface these days it seems like so that's right um yeah i got a little bit of follow-up so i bought that midi pedal it finally came from australia after three months or whatever i didn't Did I? do any homework on the patch i would need or cables i would need and in classic calamar approach i went on the internet and bought the cheapest thing i could get and this is what came in the mail okay mm -hmm. i'm showing brian in the video uh, it's, so it has the things that I mentioned, right? So it's the DIN 5. It's the round thing with the little smiley face. It's five pins. Yep. And the other side is a TRS, which looks like a guitar cable, except it's stereo. It's got two of those little yep. black nubs so in it. Balanced. It's balanced, yeah. right? And it allows you to have like two, di three different things instead of two or whatever. So anyway, right. this is far too short. So I think <laughs> it, that is pretty it common. said eight inches or something but i think they're counting it from tip of the trs <laughs> to the tip of the wait, wait a minute what are we what are we do? oh we're talking about the cable yeah okay. right, <laughs> right getting back to the spam calls if you want your five inches to get a little <laughs> bigger you know like maybe measure just the cable i mean come on people yeah. don't do it like 
Is it really? Do you really measure things tip to tip? So, and just so I understand, right? And we can post a picture of this at the show notes. So you've got what you would regularly plug into your instrument, and then you've got, uh, or you know, a, it's an a expression pedal. Shack. It's like what you would use yeah. for an expression pedal. If your expression, uh, oh, okay, all yeah. right. So this is this is not going from a guitar no. to a MIDI. This is going between okay. two devices. Yeah, yeah, between yeah, two yeah, devices. Yeah. Okay. It, Still, that doesn't give you much leash. No. So then it's like all and. Frankly, like the MIDI being not at an angle, so the cable comes. Yeah, I can see how that's tough. It's yeah. just it doesn't reach at all on my pedal board. Mm. The way my pedal board would work, it wouldn't reach at all, and then I would have to have an extra two inches of gap between pedals because of the MIDI on this. So I mean, this was six dollars, but it also took like three weeks to arrive. So I'm now <laughs> like a like four months out. So now, instead of six dollars, I have now spent thirty dollars on a custom oh. <laughs> plug that someone nice. made for me to my exact specifications, which I measured <laughs> with a ruler now, and everything's at angles and very like sleek. And so that's going to take another two weeks because it's literally off of Etsy. Because it's hand, it's handcrafted. I got it <laughs> off of Etsy, <laughs> and I had to do additional research because here's how. This works, everybody. MIDI to TRS is like a new thing. It's it's kind of getting to be popular. And the thing is with MIDI is that even though there are five pins on a MIDI plug, it actually only uses three. And there are multiple conventions of which three are used and the way they connect to the TRS. So there is such a thing as MIDI A, MIDI B, and th- there's even a MIDI Chase Bliss, they called it. <laughs> So there's like (laughs) three different standards that you have to figure out for your TRS of how they connect the three values of the MIDI with the three options you have on the TRS. So there's like a lot to learn about this. Did that make sense? So it's like Hmm. three things on the MIDI. They could be connected any three ways on your on your TRS side. So like there's different conventions for that. So anyway. And the payoff for this is that you get the value of an expression pedal, but you can talk to MIDI devices and express them, or? No, the value of this is now, uh, as things get more modern, you could actually do it uh, TRS to TRS. The problem is my HX Stomp does not have a MIDI input that is a TRS, but my new device, the MIDI, is a TRS input. So. Okay. If the HX Stomp had TRS or other things had TRS, then I could connect MIDI, the new MIDI pedal to that and never have to deal with the weird 5-din thing. And I could just buy a TRS cable and it would do all the things. Could you also hook it up to a TRS-80? Because <laughs> that would be the shit. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of computer stuff, so and then let's, I think, this I think should be our last bit of follow-up and then we'll get into the meat um, you have some computer-ish follow-up, right, with uh, the Ableton stuff? I really think you and I are going to end up writing, like, a PDF manual that is going to have kind of a hilariously long name of, like, how to get maximum satisfaction for minimum price for maximum, like, extraction <laughs> of practice pleasure for playing guitar or something like that, you know? 
And so, because we have no time, either of us, we're busy, we have families, we have jobs in addition to doing a podcast, and we want to be able to pick up the guitar and play and get as much out of it as we can, whether it's just, I want to play some songs, how do I get pleasure out of that? I want to practice. How do I make my practice as effective as possible? Well, our friend Josh has come up with a way to use Ableton Live to do very quick live looping and deleting and start and stop, start and stop using a MIDI device, which in this case, I'm just using my HX Stomp. So I have like a patch with the sounds I like. That's the one I always use. I call it my practice patch. The pedals, instead of switching anything, because I'm not switching things when I'm practicing, they control Ableton. So it's great. It's like start the loop, stop the loop. And what's nice about Ableton, and delete the loop. What's nice about this, there's at, at least two things that are super nice. Instead of being like a looper pedal, which you have to be like super like and go and mm -hmm. stop with something like Ableton, you can just start or stop at the beginning of the measure. So like on beat two, I can press oh, you the can pedal say, and it here. waits right. and then yeah. it, and then it starts recording. So I know like it's going to come in at exactly the right time and it's going to stop at the beginning of the next measure. So that's huge. Uh, and then the other thing is. If you're working on time, we talked about using a metronome. This is now combining that with the visual. <laughs> you can see the transients of your playing on the grid yeah. and be like, I'm off, I'm on, that's pretty good. What am I doing there kind of thing. Huh. So Interesting. Anyway, it's awesome. We'll post links to the video that Josh made. It's great. I'm, I'm using that like all the time when I want to work on a very specific thing. It's cool. Yeah. That's definitely a good little hack. I don't think I've got any. I don't have any hacks like that. Uh, yeah. Totally. This week. So, yeah. and then, uh, oh, we have a, we have a shout out. Quick right? shout out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I'm on the, I'm on the True Fire Discord server. They started this up a couple months ago. It was really quiet. I don't know what they did, but all of a sudden there's like tons of people. It's kind of cool. There's a bunch of channels on it. There's one channel called Good Listens. And that's where I, every time our episodes come out, I always say, hey, check out our new episode. And one of my fellow, Discordians, true fire Discordians. Uh, Discordites. 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 Yeah, I think that's the official. Um, I don't know his real name, but his username is N Peshman. N Peshman. And he's very cool for like always being very supportive of the show and like letting other people know about the show and that he really likes it and really likes the format that we have talking about educational things, but also just kind of being casual. And also the interviews, and he's really enjoyed the interviews. So I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And we like this format a lot too. So uh, yeah, did, we're gonna. Did you say I, more excited? Did, did did you say educational? <laughs> well, we're, I mean, we are <laughs> grade. We have we have known each other true. since grade one. So yeah, we might as well keep the true. streak, right? We are grade forty three. <laughs> so I guess we do occasionally have to do homework. Yeah. Yeah. So what did we wow. decide? Is, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how we intro this, but I got to say, we mentioned the idea that we should dabble with something about modes last time, and then in true grade forty three fashion, life converged, and we were like, "Oh, we need to get something in the can quick." Yeah, <laughs> and we need to get something recorded. Yeah, and in about what ninety seconds, we're like, "Yeah, modes. modes. Okay, let's do modes. modes. Let's do modes. Modes." Which of course got me talking to my wife about modes again, and she's like, <laughs> "Oh dear." Please stop. Dear God, I'm going to stab you <laughs> if you keep talking about modes. Uh, you know, she has a music degree. We talked about that. And, and, and so she's just like, please stop talking about modes. And then 
we're like on a car trip and she starts making jokes about the commode. You know, she's like, people pronounce yeah. it commode, but it's the commode. And and then we're getting into like, you know, well, some of them are dangerous because they're major, like a Mixolydian commode. That's pretty major. <laughs> but like a Dorian commode, eh, that's minor. So I, if you could see Brian's reaction right now to that, that was kind of yeah. amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know about you. Well, you have mentioned historically trying to talk to your family about guitar. <laughs> it's a winning strategy <laughs> to, to, clear, to clear a room. You just start talking about. Right. You know. It's just like no one wants to talk about modes to, to you me. You talk so. about bone nuts and <laughs> right. uh, graphite tuners yeah. and shit like that. Relicking a guitar. Here's why the Fender Telecaster is different from the Fender Stratocaster. Yeah. Like, just stop right there. <laughs> like yeah. That's just. It's kind of been like a little bit of a thrill to pick a topic, and for me personally, a topic this hard. I feel like I know more about NFTs than I do oh my about God. modes. Explain but I've them consumed, to me then at some point. Yeah, cause cause I, but I've consumed 50 times the amount of information related to modes. And um, like I said in the, in the pregame, I think I'm going to be a useful foil here nice. for you to actually uh, educate me. Nice. Uh, and uh, Yeah, I feel like we talk about modes, and then we kind of always come back to that thing which I'm going to talk about now a bit, I've come to realize that that thing that I'm going to talk about is not really the way to think about modes at all. But we always kind of come back to that. So <laughs> so what did we say we were going to do? We, we both agreed that we would give ourselves 10 minutes to talk about modes. Something like that. That's, that would be, you know, we would come in with the impression that we had 10. Here, you've got try to distill this down into a 10 minute chunk yeah we'll probably fail i'm gonna fail pretty miserably at that i think but you know we'll we'll do what we can you know it's good it's good to have goals yeah 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 so i'm starting is that the plan i, yeah, I should start I talking so. now about I, what is professor what are modes i think so professor yeah <laughs> I, I i think so and is this I've like gotta... is a mode where you like turn your cap backwards and now you win every <laughs> arm wrestling match possible or it's um, what was the uh, over the NBA the shootout the that NBA yeah that NBA shootout game when it was like you enter beast mode oh or something right like right that. he's on fire like, uh, <laughs> modes have been bugging me like I learned about them years ago they never really made sense to me and like I, I don't know what to make of them and the thing that bugs me is like do I need them to play amazing guitar right like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that gear thing. Do I need that pedal or do I need that guitar for me to be better at playing guitar? And I think the answer when it comes to modes is um, no. So <laughs> here's I'm going to try to share. Show's over, folks. I, I know. Show's <laughs> over. Go home. Um, it's more like a PSA. Like, hey, yeah. if you're thinking about it and you don't really need to, maybe don't bother. But we'll, 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 at the end, we can get to that. So I'm going to share my understanding of what are modes. And okay. you might want to learn them, but only if you really want to, basically, is what how modes work. All right. So all right. and do we need to do we need to do uh defining things coming, here like coming scales? Next. You got coming that? next. Okay. But first right. I do want to have a little additional minor preamble, right? First okay. of all, music theory, it's purely a way to explain music that's already been created. And then maybe, like perhaps, it could provide some new ideas for you to try. But really, there's no right or wrong music. That's up to the author and the listener to decide. So really, music theory, it just provides a language. It's what you use to describe what's happening uh, 
musically, you know, rhythm, melody, and harmony. That's what music theory really is, a f- is for. It gives, you, it gives you a vocabulary, a common language that you can speak to other people about. What is a mode? So if you're like me, you were taught that modes are scales created by starting the major scale and other scales at each diatonic position. Okay, so what does that mean, right? What are we talking about? So let's take something like G major, right? The notes that make up the scale of G major are like G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp, okay? So those are the notes in the G major scale. And to create a mode, here's what you do. You start at G. So like I just said, it's G, A, B, C, D, That's the one. F sharp. Right. That gives you G Ionian. Okay, so modes have these Greek names, even more like smug sounding than other things, right? <laughs> so it's just kind of hilarious. You thought the columns were tiresome. Yeah, Wait it, till you hear about the modes. Yeah, the names of the modes are, are cuckoo. So that's G Ionian. The next mode starts on A. So what you do is you keep the exact same notes. Here we go. But you start on A. So it goes A, B, C, D, E, F sharp, G. That gives you a Dorian. And I'm just going to mention one more, and then from there you can like derive them yourself and figure out the names. Yeah, and we actually have, um, we have a, a chart that we'll post in the yep, links that's perfect. super handy. Yeah. Third one starts on B. You go B, C, D, E, F sharp, G, A. And this gives you B Phrygian, okay? So Dor- Ionian, Dorian, and Phrygian are the three first ones. You, you, you freeze a particular scale, and then you start at each of the um, diatonic positions, at each of the each degrees of the, of the scale. scale. You, you, yeah, you move, you move it on up through the ranks. Yep, yep. And, okay, so while this is correct when speaking about how they're created, it actually gives you zero insight into how to use them. I came to realize that modes, they're really, they're, each mode is its own scale, Okay, because the intervals end up being totally different from that major scale you were in. A Dorian, the intervals are totally different from G Ionian. Okay, so Mm -hmm. with the scale being its own thing, the mode being its own scale, what happens then is that it also suggests chords and consequentially harmonies that are different for each one of them. They're not going to be the same harmonies for each of those scales, scales or modes in this case. So I'm kind of using that term right now interchangeably. They're each their own scale. And so this goes back a little bit. We're going to go a couple steps back. So for me, when I organize musical theory in my mind, I think in terms of the most simple to the most complex ideas, right? So you have some terminology for explaining really simple things. And then as the ideas become more and more complex and abstract, there's different language for that, right? So you start with notes. This describes just a single note. C, D, E, F, G, C sharp, whatever. Those are the notes. Intervals. Intervals describe the relationship between two notes, either played together or one after the other. That's an interval. So you can have like a major second or a flat fifth, things like that. A triad describes the relationship between three notes, okay? So that's usually going to be to describe a basic chord shape. So like G major, A minor, um, C dominant seven, whatever it might be, C seven, okay? Four-note chords 
that's kind of self-explanatory, right? That's like a chord that has four notes. So that might be G major seven or A minor seven or B uh, minor seven flat five. Anyway, those are all like four notes. Add, add nine. Add or, nine, you know, yeah. right? And you might have bigger ones. But here's a, play, a thing where that gets interesting. After four notes, we don't really talk about a chord as much as we talk about scales, right? Even though there right. might be like five or six note chords, usually when you get into talking about groupings of five, six, seven notes, now we get into scales, right? So we're going to get more complicated. So we have pentatonic scales. Pentatonic scales, generally, there's a major and a minor pentatonic, and they're made up of five notes. Hexatonic scales, okay? That's a scale with six notes, and it can actually be super useful. John Cordy actually suggests like a hexatonic scale where you take out the fourth, and that like takes away the avoid note, and then you can like play it like really easily, and you never have to really think about too much what's going on, and you can worry about like the patterns of the strings instead of like mm. oh no I, a, I just hit the four yeah. you know yeah, um, we should put a pin in that because I have I have some thoughts on that but keep going and then after the hexatonic scales you have your seven note scales you have the major the minor and those modes those are all seven note scales and each of those scales have their own chords. And those chords associated with them then suggest particular chord progressions and harmonies. So really, you can't think of the mode only in the terms of like the notes that are in the mode. The, the mode really is going to be implying harmonic relationships and chord relationships too. And that's when you can really be like, oh, this is Dorian versus this is Aeolian or whatever it will be, right? So now what I'm going to do is just try to explain how you might use the modes, and that way it might explain better what I mean about these like harmonic relationships. Because you can spend a ridiculous amount of time performing analysis of songs, okay? And I, I spent several hours this week watching videos of people really nerding out and hearing their like uh, analysis of music through... And, and a lot of that involves talking about modes because they're talking about things like Radiohead and what makes Radiohead actually, some of their songs, super awesome. Actually, I have a bone to pick about that, saying that, like, this is what makes it awesome. That's not what makes it awesome. It's <laughs> awesome because they were really smart and they wrote cool music. They're really clever songs. But it happens That's to be that, it oh, it did this cool yeah. transition from natural minor to Dorian that you didn't see was coming or whatever. But it that's not what the fact that they use Dorian isn't what made it awesome. Okay. So I want to be clear about that. But anyway, using modes to explain that things gives you language, right? Like you don't, you don't just say, Oh, now they did an F sharp instead of an F. Well, okay. Or whatever. No, they went from natural minor to Dorian or blah, 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 whatever it is. Right. How might Calamar apply modes, right? Like what are ways as a guitarist, like what could I use modes for? If I decided that I thought modes were important. Well, here's the thing to figure out what notes make sense over a solo for a given chord progression. That's not always obvious, you know? There's many ways to decide what notes to play over a solo. Like, you're going to see some chords there, and you're like, hmm, what would I use over this, right? And a lot of books have been written about this topic here. It's like, there's just, you know, there's very basic approaches, and then there's, like, much more complex approaches that you could take to that. Brian, I see Brian hot, is raising his hand. Brian, yeah, so please go ahead. Hot, hot tip for the listeners. The pentatonic goes super good over just about every damn thing. 
and and I'm I'm actually going to prove that right now. So I, I I couldn't agree more. Right, like that's a safe place to be. But but again, like depending on what you're playing, maybe you uh, it, it's useful to know a thing or two. So let's take a really simple vamp. All right, and you don't need to answer if you don't know or don't. We don't need to waste time trying to figure it out. But here we go. Like, let's say you're doing a two chord vamp. Okay, so four bars of G minor. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And then four bars of C7. Okay. Okay. So what do you play over that? That That's what's what, uh, G minor what's, uh, to C7. What's my, and my street key is ostensibly you tell G me, minor? You, this is the mm. thing. You got some friends and they're like, hey, man, we're going to do this vamp. All right. It's G minor and then it goes to C7. Cool. All right. Ready? Here we go. Three, four. Pff, go. So what do you play? Mm. Right. Pentatonic minor. Right. So Maybe. let me back. So I, I have some recordings here that I made of myself. These are not solos that are going to win awards. OK, <laughs> but I'm just going to play these solos that I that I did. So what's the first thing I would do? Exactly what you just said, Brian. I would play the G minor pentatonic over both of those and feel perfectly comfortable. Like that just works. Right. So here we go. G minor pentatonic. So that's just G minor, right? Here's another thing you could play. You could play G minor pentatonic, and then you could play C major pentatonic a little bit and emphasize some of those notes. So let me just hit play on that. Okay, making sense, but it, it sounded a little different, right? It had a slightly different flavor. Mm -hmm. Now you could like maybe focus on targeting chord tones. So you could play like G minor chord tones and C7 chord tones, right, over that. So I'm going to take some liberties here and probably play some pentatonic stuff at the same time, but mostly trying to hit like the tones that are in the chords, which are pretty close to doing the pentatonic thing anyway. Oop, listen to that. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, now, now here's the big reveal. G minor to C7 is sort of like a classic Dorian vamp. They call it the Dorian vamp, okay? <laughs> That's 1-4 in Dorian. Isn't that interesting? Instead of like G to C, it's G minor to C7. That's, that's Dorian. You know, you could just like kind of think of the patterns around Dorian for that and then play over that. So I'll, I'll just play that real quick.
So a little pitfall there. So that sounded totally different, right? That had like a lot more notes. And I would say it's almost a pitfall because when you have more notes available, you tend to play more notes. Mm -hmm. And I would say if you're building a really nice solo, you'd probably use all of that and you could just start with G minor pentatonic, do some stuff and then do some flair with like the Dorian thing and then come back, et cetera. Anyway, now... This, go ahead, go ahead. It's interesting. One of the thoughts that I wrote down as I was thinking about this, right, and we'll get into a lot of these similar ideas and stuff, is I was thinking to the point about when you have so many notes, yep. well, then you might try to play all yep. the notes. Totally. I was thinking it's good to have a limiting set of circumstances yep. so that then you kind of like you arrange things more thoughtfully. Like, you know, I could give you the mise en place that had like 70 little trays of herbs yep. and spices and stuff in front of you. Yep. What are you going to make with that? It's going to take you forever to figure that out. And it's going to be harder for you to pull off. But if I give you garlic, onion, celery, carrots, like pff, you're yep. off and running. Dude, right? that's Montessori method 101, by the way. <laughs> Here is 100 crayons. No, don't do that. Here's two crayons. Try that. And the kid does like all this cool stuff. If you give him 100 crayons, there's like paralysis of analysis. So, yeah. so that was G Dorian. Right. So it's like, oh, it's G minor. Well, why don't I play G Aeolian then? Right. That's like a different mode. I'll play that. And you'll see that you got to be more care like maybe if you're super careful, it could work. But it's got some notes that just clash. So I'm going to hit. And and Aeolian starts on the. So sixth. Aeolian is the sixth degree. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be if it were B flat major G Aeolian. Whatever that is, that's G A B flat C D E F G. Mm. Yeah, F sharp G, isn't it? For B flat, no, I think B flat has a has a natural F. I think. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. All right, so now I'm gonna do Aeolian, G Aeolian, same chord progression. So. Can you hear it? How it's like not quite right? I wouldn't say it's not quite right. It's definitely got an entirely different feel yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah that's it's, fair, right? Like uh, earlier too. Like there's no rules to it, but there's. There, I think I would say there's uh, more um, more dissonance. More dissonance. To it, definitely. It do it doesn't lend itself to resolving. Yes. As easily. There's more yes. dissonance. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Right there for me. Like that's where when I'm soloing, I don't want to think about a lot of stuff. So I definitely don't want to be like over this chord, that chord, that chord, that chord, that chord, that chord. What I play like that's like too much for me, and it, it doesn't get interesting. If I want to make it a little more complicated for me, the level where I'm at, just having that one mode, Dorian, is something I could go to if the song calls for it. Where it's like, oh, you know, I want to do some legato lines that are really fast, and then go back to pentatonic. I I have those shapes available to me because I've practiced the shapes enough that I could like kind of improvise over that i think that's useful to me as as a mm -hmm. as something and also figuring out what the heck to play over a particular chord progression um to be safer right like if you're just figuring out the song and you got a gig something kind of thing like that what's another way i could use modes well you could use it to spice up a solo right so uh a rule of thumb i try to follow is if like the chord progression is really simple 
that means I can take more freedoms. If the chord progression is really complex, then I probably want to sit back and not do a lot of stuff because it's harder and I'm not that smart. I'm not like yeah, a and professional. To, to the earlier point, maybe too many ingredients don't yeah. play well with yeah. each other. Right? And I'm just going to be stale and I'm going to sound like I'm playing scales instead of playing a solo. Uh, mm -hmm. Although, to be fair, for this thing, I was sort of trying to play more the scales than like too much of a solo because I was just trying to make get the sounds of it going. Here's what I did. I played something in D minor only. Uh, you'll hear the vamp. It's purely D minor. That means now there's less, there's less for you to go on for deciding what key that is. You could play a lot of different things over D minor, yeah, uh, technically speaking, right? Again, play whatever the hell you want, but like, <laughs> based on kind of ideas around musical theory, you have a lot more options if there's fewer chords in your progression. So what did I do? Uh, with the modes of the seven modes of the major scale, there are three minor ones, Dorian, Aeolian, and Phrygian. Uh, there's two major ones. Uh, sorry, three major ones also, right? That's Ionian, Mixolydian, and Lydian. And then there's uh, a half-diminished one, and that's the uh, the half-diminished, the seventh one. Uh, Locrian, right? Um, or Locrian or Locrian, or however people want to pronounce yeah. it. Um, and so for D minor seven, uh, I did D, D Dorian, D Aeolian, and then D Phrygian. Uh, just over D. So I'm just going to play that. I'm not going to stop in between. And then maybe you can hear the different like kind of qualities of the three. And also, I made a point of going from what would be called brighter to darker, essentially. So All right. Let's hear yeah. it. but not least, Phrygian. Okay, last reason to use modes, and then I'll stop, <laughs> to try something new, basically. So let's say you're kind of bored with what you're doing. Oh, I'm doing these 1-4 vamps. I'm so bored of playing C to F, C to F. What could I do differently? Well, take those modes, and we'll share a link that has, has this for all of them. I'm not going to walk through all of it. I'll just tell you, like, two or three of them. Two of them. I'll tell you two of them. All right. Three of them. So in C Ionian, which is the first mode, if you do a one four vamp, 
you get C major 7 to F major 7, okay? Which is already, like, very different from what sometimes we think about with a 1-4 vamp. But those are, like, the, the, the main, those would be the two chords. Now, C Lydian, okay? C Lydian vamp goes C major 7 and then F sharp minor 7 flat 5. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Mixolydian. All right. C Mixolydian would be C7 is the one to an F major 7. So all three sound really different. I kind of noodled with the three of them, and they sounded really I'm not going to – I didn't record any of it. So, um, so try something new. So the three reasons to – to use modes for figuring out something. If you got a gig and you need to figure it out real quick, something you can play that sounds cool, that sounds more than just maybe pentatonic. But like you said, dude, there's people that have like made their entire <laughs> career playing the pentatonic skills and it sounds beautiful and amazing and I can't do what they do. Uh, use it to spice up a solo. You could use different modes each night or something, depending on a song, whatever. There's like a moment where you're playing one chord vamp and every night I play a different mode. All right, spiced it up. And then to try something new. So my summary of modes is modes are cool, mostly if you want to nerd out. And you'll probably know if you really need to learn them because everyone around you is talking about them. And jazz musicians are like, yeah, that's kind of a Dorian one. And you're going to want to be able to know what Dorian is and play Dorian. Uh, but otherwise... You don't need him to be an amazing guitarist. That's my summary. You don't need to like even know what a mode is. So if you're a guitarist right now and you're listening to this and you're like, should I go learn modes? Probably not. There's plenty of other stuff to keep you busy unless you want to nerd out on the theory and yeah. what like is modes it, are about. Is it critical that you learn modes? No, Zilch. not at all. Is it a good? You know, is it another tool for the toolbox? Yes. So a couple things that I that um, I kind of like about this that I think are unavoidable. And when we get to the end of my stuff, like it's large i'm kind of leading my conclusion a little bit but you couldn't talk about modes until you talked about the entire picture right exactly because it's a matter of it's a matter of talking about what chords are you playing over how is everything hanging together right it's not it's descriptive it's not a prescriptive interval exactly. it's not like well you must play this and you must play this right it matters what else is going on uh, right? yes and that's the whole yeah. point of like you need it to explain those bigger broader Mm -hmm. concepts that's what you need yep. it for not to just yeah. be like i'm gonna play g now or whatever and you started on a different <laughs> finger like that doesn't give you a mode <laughs> yeah 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 because we're not just moving shapes around we're changing the way things sound and then the other thing which i find interesting is how the modes track generally speaking i think this this bears out with um if you take if you wrote out all the chords in the key of c major right just standard triads right um diatonic triads there's three majors, three minors, and a diminished. Yes. Right? The chords and the modes kind of go uh, totally know, hand in hand. And then uh, I got to harken back to our high school music theory teacher, who was a super cool dude. Um, just talked to him. He's like, it's, he's like, it's just all about knowing where the half steps are. Right. Right. You got you to gotta know where those little things are. And so one of the things I did with this chart, which we'll post, is I was sitting there trying to math out in my head, like, is there some sort of quadratic equation of like, <laughs> well, I subtract a half step from, you know, E Phrygian, and then that will give me, you know, uh, 
G Ionian or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, how do I like how, how does this map like it's the matrix or something yeah. like that? But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's definitely about how does it all go together? Because it's like, well, it's what do you want to create? Do you want to create tension? Because dissonance creates tension, right? And like some of those little parts kind of sounded like snake charmery. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, yeah. And, like, yeah. and that's that gives it this kind of like intrigue to it. But yeah. If you want to sound like a straight-ahead uh, Partridge Family sing-along, you're not going to go into that mode, right? right? So, right, yeah, right. It's like, yeah. oh, that's all Ionian. All right, so yeah, that was good, quite quite well done. And uh, now I think we should take a little break, and then we'll come back, and I'm going to tear all of that to shreds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, let's uh, pay some bills. We'll be right back. Having all the time in the world doesn't mean that you're productive, and having money in your bank account doesn't mean that you know what the future brings for you financially. But, as they say, it gets really easy if you know the rules, and that's where On Trajectory comes in. On Trajectory is an easy-to-use, high-fidelity financial planning tool that maps your income, investments, and expenses in a friendly graphical display. On Trajectory captures dozens of data points so that you understand how your decisions affect your finances, now, two months from now, or years from now when your kid starts applying to college. Built by finance nerds, OT is for anyone who wants to gain a clear picture of their financial future. It takes your guesses and turns them into educated, fact-filled, and data-driven scenarios so that you're prepared for life's bumps and detours. On Trajectory will walk you through the real-life questions to build your financial plan. With its helpful onboarding, you'll be up and running and ready to model anything. Taxes, equity, income, debt, you name it. Getting financial peace of mind requires a plan you can trust, and On Trajectory gets you to that plan, or plans, as the case may be. On Trajectory gives you complete control and flexibility and supports all the complexity of your real life. So find out where your money is taking you now. Go to www.grade43.com OT and sign up for free today. That's www.grade43.com OT. Thank you to On Trajectory for being a sponsor of Grade 43. All right, good stuff. Welcome back. Oh man, I, so now it's my turn. Are there is anyone that. still listening? <laughs> <laughs> they fell asleep. Modes they didn't even hear off. the ads. <laughs> Unsubscribe. No mods. <laughs> oh man. 
So yeah, so interesting. I, I casted around for some advice on this from other guitar players I knew. Oh. And uh, Phil, if you're listening, Phil, thank you. This was the best thing I said. Okay. I said, um, when I say modes, you say blank, right? And he fired back with, eh, useful, but overstressed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, good. That, that, makes, me, um, yeah. that makes me feel good. Because like, we've already, like, I, I think it, what makes modes hard is they sound like something entirely different. Yeah at least for me, than how I was taught music. Yeah. Music has a key. There are scales. You can do different things with it and, you know, right. flat and naturals and sharps and, you know, aug- augment stuff and add nines and yeah. add thirteens and stuff like that. But here are the basic rules. We agree that there's a key. We agree that there are scales in that key and those are certain sharps and flats and those are intervals uh, and like those are okay and they go with things like a key is, you know, A major or a key is, you know, D minor and like so very... You know, very straight ahead stuff. But the thing when you start to study modes is go, oh, those are just different collections of scales yeah. and notes from um, from different. And you said this, and I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Starting points. But uh, we'll link to this video. This guy, I don't, I, I just found him on YouTube. It was really interesting. And he said the hardest, he, he tried to say, here's why people don't understand modes is because it's not about the starting point. Right. It's not just the starting point. Right. It's, you know, those notes are there and whether you hit the first one in the series first or you hit it third, it's still there and it's still, you know, D Dorian or whatever. So I thought that was, um, well, I mean, that's the thing that we it's all the same get no- hung it's the up same on, notes, right? right? Yeah. You and I, I, I spent years going, I don't know what's different here. It's just the same scale. Yeah. I'm just starting it on a, and we tried to like pigeonhole it into the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just its own thing. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so it's definitely not starting. Yeah, if I ask you, well, hey, uh, what are the notes in um, uh, C Dorian, right? Right. The same as fucking C major, you know? They're just a different collection of them. They fit right. in different Or really B flat major, um, but yes. Yes, yeah, I get yeah, your point. Right, yeah. Yes, you got, I know. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's one of the things yeah. I think that also drives let's, people nuts. Let's talk about is that. What are you talking yes. about, right? Because there's definitely, and you know, I picked up that term street key from a Brad Carlton yep. video, and I watched a lot of Brad Carlton videos yep. to prepare for this in a short amount of time, yep. as our Twitter stream will uh, attest to. So I don't understand the naming convention, right? So maybe you can break yep. this down for me, right? So I'm looking at a chart. Yep. Along the left-hand side, there's all the keys, and then across the columns are all the different modes, right? Because, so if I, I'll just take C, because it's the first C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. No sharps, no flats. That's the easiest thing in the world to work with, yep. right? I don't have to think about that. I don't have to read a key signature or anything like yep. that. Why do I call it D Dorian mm-hmm. when I play, when I start on the second note? Because it's not D, it's C. And that's my big hangup. Mm-hmm. It's C or it's A minor, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's C major or it's A minor. So I don't understand calling it that. Yep. I, would, I, I would expect to see, yeah, uh, C Dorian. And that starts on D or right. uh, C Phrygian starts on yep. E or C Lydian. And starts here's on why F, I think, I think, okay. man, we, we've already answered that question and you answered that question beforehand without even knowing because awesome. it's not about that starting point. It has nothing to do with that mm. starting point. I mean, like that starting point is how you build it, but that's and not that's what, what it's it named is. for. But that's so not, you don't yeah. want to even, th- it's not like it's, Huh. So you d- you don't want to do it that way. What you want to do is say, if it's D Dorian, what is the Dorian that starts on D? Like, how do you do Dorian on D? That's what that and is. Those, and those notes will all match up with C major that are in C major. Yeah. yeah. Then you got to know that game. But you could also forget that. That's like, I let's let's call that 
a tool to make it easy for you to assemble your mode. Instead, what if we said we didn't know that at all, and you said, okay, what is the major scale? The major scale is whole, whole. Remember your teacher? <laughs> it's whole. Yeah, exactly. It's where whole, the half steps are. Yeah. Half, whole, 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 whole half, whole, whatever, whole, right? Half. Yep. Well, I would argue that the modes are exactly that as well, except it's their own things. So what is D Dorian? Right, they the intervals are different. D Dorian right? so is whole, half, blah, 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 whole, blah, half, blah, whole, blah. Whole, yeah. And that's yeah, what they that are. That makes sense. It just so happens that they work with that little thing. Like I have a, I don't know about you. I have a thing that I have to say it in Portuguese because I learned it in, 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 in music school in, in Brazil, but it's like yeah. the circle of fifth and the circle <laughs> of fourths for me to figure out the key that a song is in. So I'm like, Fado so me see, right? I go, I go uh, mm -hmm. F C G. And then I know like if it has one sharp, it's this, if it has two, it's that, whatever. Yep. So I have like my little, my little tricks for doing that, not tricks, but, it's the same thing with the modes. That's how that's how you do the mode thing. So I think that's why you want to get away from thinking like, oh, C Phrygian. Oh, is that really like C? And then it's the third position of C is C Phrygian? No. C Phrygian is C Phrygian. Figure out what those things are. It just mm -hmm. so happens that it's A flat major. Or something like that, but yeah. <laughs> that's Seafried. And so, so a, a complicating question or thought that I had then related to that is, so if I think about what notes I'm going to play, right, around chords, like let's say I've got, uh, a, whatever, make up a chord progression, it goes one, three, five chord progression. Yep. I don't know, maybe that does smoke on the water, is that what that was? No. So if I know the key, the ostensible like street key. Yep. When the one is playing, I can hold down a one and I can just kind of move around notes that are around that, right? And then when I go to the three, I can go to the notes that are around that, still in the same kind of, but I'm just still thinking, when, and this is where I'm stuck. Like when I think of a scale, I don't think of modes, mm -hmm. right? I think of, because it's like, oh no, we're, we're in the key of C. And so mm -hmm. we're, they're using the C major or the C minor or harmonic minor or melodic minor. And so I think of that, or blues, or even like some of those things, calling that stuff up, even though it's, I think, more useful than just uh, arpeggiating a chord, chord notes around the chords that you are on, right? I mean, it's modes are better than that, are they not? They entail more than that. They give you more options than that. Is that accurate? I think that they... Uh all of those things have their place in the right songs. And I know, like, I, li I listen to some guitarists or watch some guitarists, like, on YouTube, like Josh Smith, uh, who is just, like, this amazing, amazing guitarist, who's also really good at explaining things. When he talks about playing over changes, he really talks about playing through changes. And I'm not going to go into the... He's got this awesome video we'll share about what, what he means by that. But he mostly talks in terms of um, chords and chord shapes and chord types that he plays over. In this 40-minute video, I don't think he made a single reference to a mode. And, and then when mm. he says, I just play C7 over this, or, or um, I play C7s in chromatics. So really, it's like targeting, targeting chord tones. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I have talked about that. It's like you resolve to chord tones, but you can play whatever the heck you want in between. Fareed Haq, who is a jazz guy on True Fire, he has a whole thing on modes and on soloing. And his thing is like, forget the modes, forget the Greek names. 
Let's take the chord tones. Here's your thing, yeah. F. All right, F, and your thing is F major seven. Okay, so you have four notes that are going to be sort of like critical to what you're playing. Now, use your ear and then just pick whatever notes you want to use to connect them and, and make your own scale. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to jump ahead. Like one of the things, like I, or at least it's further down on my on my notes list is so in doing all this research, right? I saw the Fareed hack stuff, um, which we talked about and yeah. we traded some stuff. Oh, look at him! He's soloing in the wrong key over this other thing, but it works, yeah. right? You know, and that's because we're we're thinking of that wrong. Yep. The interesting thing, uh, so I watched, like I said, a lot of uh, Brad Carlton, and I found that Rick Beato is that a yeah. Name? yeah yeah guy? yeah, and he did one. He's like, I'm going to teach you all the modes. And he like had like an organ or like a synth, and he was just like holding some chords, right. and then he would just like uh, jam over it. But at the end of the day, both Brad Carlton, who's my favorite instructor, and I think you know he knows a lot about a guitar, yeah. So and and all of that inside out, every every which way, and uh, Rick Beato as well was like, they're just like, yeah, you just got to kind of like train your brain to hear this stuff, yeah. Right? It was a lot more informal uh, knowledge than it was like. Well, you have to do this half step here and this half step here. It's like it's like now. Just do you feel that? Do you, do you hear how that sounds like the Beach Boys yeah. or it sounds like Megadeth right. or you know Megadeth kind of different or Metallica <laughs> has a song that's like very Phrygian sounding, right? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a very yeah. common metal one. But back to your one three five, right? So I feel like we mentioned this earlier. You mentioned this as well that the modes also imply like a harmonic, uh, you know, has harmonic suggestions too so like your one three five is still in that major scale in that ionian mode if yeah. you will it's yeah. not in another mode unlike that vamp i talked about like playing g minor to c7 well then what do you play there it's kind of like yeah you kind of play the street key of it it's the dorian because yeah. other things you could but it's the dorian so it's it is, yeah, you're playing F. You play F over that. And that's where it's kind of like has that modal. Because if you're playing that, though, you're not resolving to that F. You're not going to like end your, like, yeah, oh, yeah, F. You're going to be like, oh, that doesn't sound right. You're going to end right. on your G or your C or whatever of those chord tones probably. And then the intervals will then lend themselves to a sound that you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a Dorian sound. Yeah, God, I'm just I'm looking through my notes here. I was in like a fugue state or something like, you know how people, some people keep dream journals, yeah. right? And they make no sense when they read it back. They're like, woke up with Raisin Bran in the trunk of the car, <laughs> right, right, took took right. the hamster to the library. And you're like, what does that right, make any right. sort of sense? So I'm just going to do some stream of consciousness reading of my notes yeah, before yeah. we play oh, my little excellent, audio bit excellent. and what I thought I was accomplishing with my I audio I can't wait bit. to hear it. All right. So here, here's the first one. D is two. Two is minor. What does that map to? Am I playing in D or is it C or is it D Dorian? That key looks nothing like D. D has an F sharp and a C sharp. Yes. Well, that one makes <laughs> sense. I understand what you mean by does that. Does it make sense? Okay. Okay. You're asking like, why is it called D Dorian? Because it's not D. D major. I think this all goes back to like shoving it into the things we know about the major scale yeah. and the minor scale. And it's just like, I want this to be related to D major. And it's not. It's a thing called D Dorian. And D Dorian has its intervals that happen to match what's in C major. <laughs> <laughs> Would I play a mode 
all over all of your chords or would my modes follow the chords or is that two parallels that the thing is it just chord scales or that's a kind of what we just, no but uh, that's a good one too dude that's <laughs> bothered me for you you you're not going to play different modes like non-stop over each chord necessarily right but right here's where yet yeah, maybe you do right because in jazz a lot of times they'll just replace the name of a mode with a chord so it's like Dorian mm-hmm. is a minor seven, whatever. And they add one more yeah. to it to make it distinct from Dorian to Phrygian to Aeolian, right? So in a way, yes, you can, right? Like you are in a way, if you're targeting the chords, let's say you're one, three, five, one, three, five, it's in C major, okay? So hear me mm-hmm. out. You're going to play C Ionian mm-hmm. and then you're going to play E Phrygian mm-hmm. and then you're going to play g mixolydian yes right i'm playing i'm playing along with my little bingo card right. of, of modes so yes sure you could call it that which they yeah, all will that, kind of sound the go, same I, because the song is going to resolve back to that c so everything is going to yeah. be c ionian in a way right yeah. whatever but like yeah sure you could say you're and playing. that's the thing and i was doing um uh we were joking about that. Oh, here comes another minor blues guitar lab yeah. Uh, yeah. on True Fire or whatever. <laughs> but I did that one, and he start. He always starts with like the rhythm and the modes, and so he's going through the modes. And I just found myself tracking the chart because I had the chart up live while I was doing the lesson, and I was following along. And I think I messaged you. I was like, "Holy shit! I think I just got modes for like a, it was like seeing the Matrix for a second. Like I know Kung Fu, right? Um, yeah, it's just absolutely crazy." <laughs> And what then, else you got? Uh, Let's sorry. hear it. So I, I love this. I, so, I, so I got, I got two things and then, and then we'll do the audio and then I'll try to, uh, or I'll, I'll lead up the audio and then I'll explain what I tried to do. So <laughs> I have this one, this one, one sentence. What is your flat seven in reference to, sir? <laughs> what is your flat seven? In that's a mix. Yeah, no, I know, but, it, it, <laughs> but it's just like when you, when you watch all these internet instructors go through and they're talking about like, that's good. And then, you know, they're, they're referring to the different things that it pulls out of other chord shapes or other tones yes. or for borrowed keys and yes. uh, implied dominance and stuff like that. And they're like, and that's the flat seven. Like, Can you just tell me which fucking flat seven you're talking about? The, the one that we started with or the one that we're pivoting to now, because right. I'm just completely lost. So, um, and then another guitar lab thing, and we talked about this a little bit, right? So I did this one, one of the guitar lab things that was, um, I think it was Wales backlog. I did one of them and then I was like, Oh, let me go back and do the rest of them. And it was about, you know, soloing the same, uh, same damn track for like three weeks. Right. You know, at, just at the pace I was doing it and I knew it was in, uh, E or C sharp minor. Right. So I just kind of like emptied my little bag of tricks and I go, okay, those are the notes I know how to play in those two keys. And I just kind of arranged them and worked around and saw the chords and figured out which ones created nice tensions and which ones didn't. And, you know, like I'll, I'll follow along with the lesson, but half the time I'm just trying to get away with stuff because the teacher's not technically looking. And he got to this one thing and I forget which mode it was. Uh, let me see if I can figure out which one it is. Um, yeah, I think he's like, oh, yeah, no, maybe now now I'm going to show you how to pull in the Lydian, uh, the F-sharp Lydian. And he showed me, you know, like what it was. And over I was like, E, over the C-sharp minor, he played F-sharp. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I read my chart wrong. Maybe it was A Lydian. Maybe that's what it was. I knew it was an F-sharp. Anyway, it was something that uh, I, it was like over the B, you could play the F-sharp because that was like mix a yes. or whatever and that would hang together with how it was yes playing. a lydian with e major yes i'm trying yeah yeah so and and i just paused and i was like 
bitch, I've been playing that F sharp all along because that was always in my bag of tricks, right? right? You know, like I always knew that I could do that. Right. I knew I might have been shifting to a different scale. I might have been doing more of like a melodic minor or, you know, uh, or melodic major. But it, like calling that a mode didn't help me. And I think that's the hard thing is uh, about the modes is how do I apply this yeah. stuff, right? Because if I just treat it like another um, scale to play, I'm just going to be the dude who's just going do 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 and playing the same scale. Yeah, and you just sound like you're playing scales. That's not guitar playing. Right. Yeah, you sound like you're at Guitar Center testing out a new guitar. I think so. Larry Carlton summarizes this. Not Brad, Larry, the Charlemagne soloist. He so. Like I mentioned earlier, in jazz, oftentimes modes just get replaced with chords. When he talks about soloing, he doesn't talk about modes, doesn't talk about complicated. He just talks about superimposing triads. So he'll say, oh, you know, like over, over G, I'll just play E minor 7, okay? Which is sort of the same notes, but it adds mm-hmm. yeah. like... It adds the six to the G or whatever, you know, like it, 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 it has what he calls the money notes. Yeah. So and that is like, I think, awesome because it's a way, way, way easier, at least in my mind. I know chords really well. So it's just like, oh, I know exactly how to play E minor. And yeah, so let me play that yeah, over the G. Oh, that sounds super cool. Right, right. Or, uh, you know, I, it's so easy for me. Like and I use this to probably if I'm ever going to uh, play anything. Uh, because I know the minor shapes better than the major shapes, just in terms of muscle memory, yeah. I'm always converting from the major to the relative minor and then figuring out how to branch oh, those yeah, two yeah, things okay, in. Okay, yeah. And so I find that going back and forth super useful, yeah. right? To go like, because, and then when I think about that, this is like, this is what made my head explode and why you're going to hear this horrible audio experiment I did. Because I was like, that's just the same thing. Yep. Like, we're just calling it a different thing. Yep. It's all about the frame of reference. It's all about, like, the, the stuff that's getting created. So I thought I had it figured out. I think I was looking at the wrong column of this chart, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But I was like, I had this epiphany. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take this song. And this is, a, like, just a little hacky piece I threw together. And I was like, I'm going to start. I think I start um, in A minor. And I'm going to play these notes, which I thought were Locrian. Actually, I think they are Dorian. B, B Locrian over C major, I guess. Yeah. And then I was like, and then I'm going to put it in A minor. And I'm still going to play those same things. And I'm playing the exact same notes, mostly in the same order. I didn't really design this to come up with like, oh, here's what my riff should sound mm-hmm. like or whatever it is. And I thought I was like splitting the atom or something like that. And I think what I just found is like, this is, yeah, the modes are just scales, right? So they're, they are going to fit over the chords that, um, that you have here. So if anything, my audio is garbage, but I think uh, compared to yours, yours was super useful and um, demonstrated a whole bunch of stuff. In the video that we'll link to, the YouTube guy, uh, I believe he, was Ita- he sounded like he was Italian anyway, um, you know, where he talked about that it's not about the starting point. Music it's about, theory like, for the, guitarists. Yes, that, that guy. guy. Yes. Yeah, I know who that is. He's hilarious. Yeah, and he has yeah, he has a little whiteboard stuff. It yes. was, it's a really easy video to watch. And he said, you know, why does this sound different and why is this such like a disconnect? He's like, because it's it's psychological. It doesn't mean it's fake. It's psychological how this stuff sounds to you. So I guess I'm just curious. You'll hear my my uh, little garbagey C to A minor kind of thing with uh, I guess B Locrian over. I love it. the name Dorian Gray Area is what you call it. <laughs> yeah, Dorian Gray Areas. I'm gonna hit That's play. Right. Here we go. Let's hit it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so make sure I understand what you did. You can <laughs> you played the same thing, mm-hmm. same notes, and then you just played yeah. different chords over those notes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and not uh, I didn't vary my notes that I played. Right. I basically played right. B, C, D, E, D, C, B, and then maybe I I did a little trill of a A A and the the G string. And you sort of wanted to hear it. how that sounded over different chords that are all in C major. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, yeah. you played... So I'm not really sure what I accomplished there. <laughs> it seems like such a... I was going to publish a paper on this right. last night. You know, I was going right. to notify the scientific community. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I have, to, I have to go back and I have to concur with uh, my buddy Phil there and say, I spent more tra- time trying to learn modes than they've actually been useful to me in practice. Like... I get your, you know, your tips and how you can use them, but they haven't really helped me do anything yeah. different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I'll go back to the thing we said during the break about like Radiohead, and when yeah. when they are doing some of their stuff, you know, the chords ends up end up having to change, and you have to modulate. Otherwise, you don't necessarily get any sort of like wow effect, like. The, the thing you did there was interesting because actually you just, you kind of just stayed in the same key and you played yeah. different chords. Same key, different, different chords, notes. same main melody. Yeah. It could potentially get weirder if you like held a note longer so that it was sort of resolving to that note yeah. while you were on those different, and always did the same note. Let's say you always resolve to F and you play the different chords. And then, mm. then you could be like, oh, or like, oh, yeah, that sounds like where it needs to go or whatever. But like w- when I think when people are really using modes and they know how to use them, unlike my, myself or maybe you, like you and I, I don't think we really we understand them. Theoretically, we haven't really right. applied them in like interesting ways. When people do it right, you're kind of like, oh, that's really cool because it like that all of a sudden became very uplifting or like, oh, oh that yeah. took me way down because they knew how to transition from one mode to another. And that's like, yeah. it's basically modulating keys, really, is what you're doing. You're, you're, you're modulating yeah, and the it, key. And, it, and what I find so weird about it, right? So let me see, there's seven notes across and you know all the keys down. So it's, it's not a very big matrix yeah. of stuff to learn to absorb all of the modes. Because if you know the scales, you know the modes, yeah. right? But I feel like I, uh, you know, I joked about NFTs. I definitely understand the periodic table more, right? <laughs> like with its organization, like I don't know about polonium or whatever, but I know it's in this column, and so therefore it's this, and it shouldn't go or with timonium. this one. Or timonium. Don't get. St- oh wait, that's a yeah, town in Maryland. Sorry. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, don't get cesium wet or whatever, because of the, right. you know it's like those things are a lot easier right. to glean for me than right. uh, than sitting there and going, yeah, uh, F Lydian, huh? Yeah. Um, hmm. Again, I think it's more <laughs> interesting for explaining it afterwards. Like if you wrote a song, yeah. And it changed keys in the song. You modulate. And I would go, oh, that was so cool. It went like it, all of a sudden it kind of got somber. Then yeah. I could have a music theorist come in and say, oh, no, that was really cool because he went from Lydian to Phrygian or whatever the hell it was, right? Right. It's like somebody coming and explaining the food to you that you just enjoyed. Yeah, right, right, do right. You know, do you know why you like that? Yeah, because it had a little hint of uh, almond at the end of it. But you know, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that's what it is. It's like modern art, too, right? Like modern art, you need the context, you need history, you need all this stuff to then be a wonk and be like, oh, I get that toilet bowl in the in the art gallery, right? Or <laughs> like with the food thing, you just said a great one, right? So like I went to Jose Andres' mini bar. 
Um, mm. Years ago, when it was still not like five hundred dollars to eat there, by the because I don't have money yeah. to eat for five hundred dollars a you, person. Did you drink your imaginary liquid? It was like ninety dollars <laughs> a person. Okay, so it was not yeah. like some insane price. But he had a thing that was gelatinous. It was a gelatin, so it was firm, but it was hot. Okay, well, Whoa. if you know anything about food can't really have hot gelatin stuff like gelatin has to be cold that sounds like a frank zappa so it's album. like how the hell did he do that so you got to kind of <laughs> under then you go oh that's cool other people might just be kind of like oh look a hot gelatin and they just it's like a hot gummy bear that's awesome whatever but it's like actually there's a lot going on there right now and that was kind of a cool thing you just ate so um, yeah i do have to say this though right so like i said th- this has been fun because we did this in like two days yeah. Right. worth of time right, right? once right. we figure but out we, we have been do talking this, so about modes for we like have been talking a about, year yeah. like this it, it was two days of like sitting to finally put it into words that we could try to talk about it and uh you know and then we moved like the recording date up and there was this one point yesterday where i'm searching things up on the internet i'm looking at uh videos and stuff on youtube and it just struck me like how much shit there is on youtube like absolute oh, yeah. garbage how terrible the explanations are yeah Right. All of them, you know, and all of them promise to, you know, oh, well, give me three and a half minutes and you'll be a mode master or whatever. But I was consuming them so fast. I felt like I was in a really bad montage scene of like a sitcom of the Matrix. or something. Right? Yeah, I or know. The, yeah, the Matrix sitting there like, you know, it's like the, here, here's here's me taking notes and then here's me watching this video and then here's me having a snack and then I'm going up and then I'm recording something. So it was just like. It was kind of crazy. Um, it gave it a little, gave it a little bit of energy because you know, man, on a on a regular day, if you're like, you want to talk about modes, I think like, yeah, I'll, I'll pass. pass. Right. By the way, because all this time in back of my mind here, if you play E, and then you focus on A Lydian, what that does <laughs> is it adds the sixth to the E, is what happens. So a Lydian, so let me do that uh-huh. chord transformation thing, right? So it makes it easier. A Lydian okay. is really a major seven. A- yes. Okay. Yeah, I see okay. that. Yep. A major seven has uh, the seventh of a major is the third of E. Okay. That they, they line up. It's mm-hmm. it's the G sharp, mm-hmm. but then there's also the C sharp, and the C sharp of the A. Is the is the six of the E, so you get that cool bluesy six sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost yeah. like an E major seven, uh, an E. So A major seven and E are very similar because of that. That seven gives you the third of the E. So now you have like E as a chord there almost, but it's like an E six, which is a cool blues thing sometimes that people like to do. Anyway. Yeah. My head was like, God, I, what is the I connection science, between you know a Lydian like, and E? <laughs> yeah. You know how like, they, they develop more powerful telescopes and they discover new solar systems and planets and comets <laughs> right. and stuff? I hope to God nothing ever discovers a new mode. No, I hope right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I got to say, there was one funny thing. I was, I was uh, just killing time and I was like, oh, I didn't listen to music. I was like, oh my God, you know it's synonymous with modes for me in my youth was when I loved Ingwe Malmsteen. Oh, yeah. And I'd read these articles and they would talk about him. You know, he's the next Paganini and he does this in this mode and this mode and this mode. And I was just like, oh, God, like, yeah, I don't really like, I, you know, it sounded good when I was like 13. Right. And that was that was why I gravitated to it. So I fired up uh, a little Ingwe Malmsteen just to listen to him and just go, oh, yeah, what's what's he up to these days? Pulled up one of his recent albums. 
and it occurred to me, Ingwe Malmsteen sounds like he's practicing modes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's that's too funny. That's too funny. Oh man, well we just as Click and Clack used to say, we've just wasted another solid hour of everybody's <laughs> yeah, time I talking think. about modes. I'm gonna just yeah, I'm going to cut it down to like 15 minutes. And I finally, <laughs> right. No, actually, before I even start talking, we just say, modes, not so much. We could just end it there. Yeah, there we go. Oh, we'll publish that one tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. No, but I, uh, I mean, I, I'm glad we finally got to talk about it. I, I, I'll probably still try to talk to my wife about it and get stabbed at dinner, but <laughs> I, I still think it's an interesting topic because I'm a theory wonk. You, you know, if you're a theory yeah. wonk, doesn't mean I know theory. I'm just saying, like, I enjoy musical theory and kind of like hearing. Enjoy about talking it about it. Yeah. I, find- I was I was trying so hard to come up with like what the right analogy was for this. I was oh, like, man. you know. Uh, it's like shooting a basketball, right? Like sometimes when you shoot it from in, close in, it's worth two points. But sometimes when you're at the free throw line, it's only worth one point. Then when you're behind the arc, it's three points. And I'm like, no, no. that doesn't make any sense. Either. That doesn't make sense. Doesn't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't shoot a basketball and I can't do Modes uh, is more like modes. trying to understand politics. Like, why is that called a cabinet? I don't know. Why is it a cabinet? <laughs> what, what the heck is that? Like, yeah. it's, it's like law or some other boring thing that... Yeah. Yeah, musical yeah. theory. I have a whole book about a lot of it. Uh, it's called the Jazz Piano Book. It's pretty cool. It kind of helped me with that whole idea of like the chords uh, mm. relationship to to modes, and that's kind of helpful. Um, yeah, that was funny. You got uh, you got caught with your weird your video glitched. Your you video glitched. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, oh, we did. We didn't really like announce this. Not that we're using it for oh, this one because oh, yeah. we're just talking about. It non-expiring zoom connections now Oh my god it's That's magical great. we just went yeah. on for over an hour and we didn't get kicked off it's that's right and of course now nothing bad happens right so like right. we've <laughs> we were like we need zoom as a backup but now like nothing wrong all the recordings are all yeah. going just fine so it's like uh, Mur- murphy's law. whatever murphy's law but yeah cool yeah yeah right. so i i mean like Let's, hopefully uh, we're going to do some more interviews pretty soon we we have them in the yep. in the in the pipeline and everything and and uh you know summer we slow down a little bit on that but actually not a lot right we just kind of change the order of things a little yeah. bit there and, and you know and we're and we're working on our topic pool i mean this was like we literally came up with the idea uh that we've just actually we never really executed on it like we're like yeah let's have a topic pool and then we'll just pick stuff and we without even thinking it'll be just like a list that we go through yeah yeah this is the first time we paid attention said yeah okay let's just do modes because we need but to you know modes. based on what i've been hearing people tell us you know some feedback it's like people love the interviews i think we're kind of turning like our, we can almost say like our catchphrase is like we're like the Mark Marin of guitar interviews podcast maybe, but not quite as good as Mark Marin because Mark Marin's yeah, amazing. No. But that's like what we're aiming for. And our, uh, the cat and you know the cat is not as interesting right, as right. Mark Marin's cat. And then we yes. bounce back and forth with like interesting and useful like music practice and and ideas and stuff. So like it's kind of kind of good. We're we're gonna keep focusing on those things. And we hope you keep listening. So. Very exciting. Yeah. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Yep. Grade 43, grade underscore underscore 43 on Instagram. And then 43rd grade on Twitter. 
Also, right. info yeah. at grade43.com. Info at grade43. Just go to www.grade43.com. We have a contact form you can get in touch yeah. there. If yeah. You, so we're, if, we're uh, listening. If you freed email from your life and you somehow are, you know. Exactly. You know, if you got stuff you want to talk about, about, if you want to tell us that modes suck or modes are awesome, they changed your life, we want to know about that, how you use them, and other things you want us to talk about, we are here for you. Yeah. And, you know. Or if you just wanted to tell us, you know, just something random like, get off my lawn. <laughs> Should we hang up then? <laughs>